time we were together, we were talking a little bit about conflicts resolved, three principles, three rules, essential skills. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the skills I wanted. You talked to me about listening, and you talked to me about asking a better question. Every book in leadership and conflict resolution I've ever read is about winning, strategy, <laughs> tactics. you got to help a brother out. I, I, I will, in fact. We'll unpack this idea of understanding conflict today. Let's, let's do that. Let's unpack that a little bit today. Before we go there, let's pray about it, though. Lord, thank you so much that you are the one that provides the ability for peace, for joy, for having relationships really work doesn't mean that conflict won't be there, but at the same time, you provide the best way to resolve those things. I pray for uh, clarity in the way we're going to be talking about conflict today in your precious name. Amen. Amen and hallelujah. And I'm all about that conflict resolution. Peace and joy as long as I win. <laughs> well, I do want to talk about, I think this that's really good that we consider that. In, instead of going through all the conflict resolved mindset that we have, let's back up and try to understand how conflict works. Let's back up and try to understand what the basic model for understanding uh, conflict styles are. That's a good place to go. Because since we talked, you know, I think from a business standpoint, winning is everything everything. Mm -hmm. And sadly, this mindset that someone has to lose for someone to win. And then that carried over into like personal relationships Mm -hmm. where do I want to win or do I want to be happy? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it works the same way in relationships. We do the same thing in relationships. We want to win sometimes, but there's four other styles that we'll use. So that's just one of the styles. And so that's really important that we understand these five styles and why they're so important. Five styles of conflict. That's right. We, we need to understand that. But before we go there, let's take a look at some of the basics. In fact, one of the fun things that I like to do with people, and let me try it on you, what are some words that come to your mind when I say conflict? Pain. <laughs> That's true. It, it, that that word shows up more than, often than not. I'm what, thinking, what, what like, else? is this a scale here, a survey it, of 100 it, people? And you it, know, it doesn't it one. doesn't matter. Just what words come to your mind when when I say conflict? Winning. Winning. Okay. Victory. Victory. Not compromising. Okay. Weapons. Weapons. Did I say victory? I'll take. Yeah, victory you did. Again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did. Well, what's so interesting, here's some other words that typically show up. Fight, controversy, disagreement, prolonged battle, anger, and you already said pain, war, impasse, destruction, avoid, lose, fear, mistake. I mean, there's all sorts. What do you notice about all of those words? Is there any common theme that's associated with all of those words? Well, I could group some of them into two categories, Mm because I was thinking about it when you were reading some of the words that I didn't say or some that I thought and Mm -hmm. did not say, Yeah, and that was weakness. Okay, weakness, what else? There's some kind of shortcoming on my part, not someone else's, that I've not done something right. Typically, the words that come out of people's mouths when it concerns conflict it's all on the negative side. Notice how many of those words are very negative. Now, you said some that are very interesting, winning, victory, but it's also creating a negative for somebody else. Well, no, but yeah, because someone's got to lose for someone to win. Yeah. No, because there's two sides, right? You can be in conflict because of conquest. Right, right. Right, there's something that I want. Mm-hmm. 
and I need to think maybe twice about what it is I want because what's entering into this is your encouragement always to live our good values. Right. And even in the context of that, there's conflict. That's right. So then what do I do? That's what we want to have changed in our mind. We want to start thinking about conflict differently. Conflict is not always negative. In fact, we want oh, to... Oh, come on. As soon as I find myself in conflict, I start compartmentalizing my Christianity. And you will because you think conflict is negative. Actually, conflict, if you think about it correctly, we want you to think about conflict in such a way that it's constructive, that you can develop skills for mutual growth, that you can develop the ability to develop new ways to think about conflict so that it works for you as opposed to against you. For the most part, that's the reason why. Just go go do that with somebody. Go mention the word conflict. What words come out of their mouth? It's typically negative. I was going to say, I'm going to come home and say, honey, I have an opportunity for us to grow closer together. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could both be thinking about each time that you rub each other wrong, that's a conflict. But what you're doing there is thinking that's a bad thing. It actually could be used to be constructive. So here's a better definition or a better view of conflict. Listen to the way this is described. Any situation in which people's concerns appear to be incompatible. Any situation in which people's concerns appear to be incompatible. Now, notice the key word there, appear to be incompatible. They may not be. That's what creates conflict. Well, I'm thinking about it this way, and you're thinking about it that way. And we start moving in a direction of five styles at that point in time. And too often, one of the primary styles is, I need to win. Okay, you're not fixing to take me down the road of you're okay, I'm okay, or live and let live, because Well, of course work. I am. Of course I am. No. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, the, okay. I, I have my pen out for a reason. I'll be quiet. Keep going. <laughs> the way that we want to consider conflict, like I was just saying, is we want to move from seeing conflict as always being a disruption of order, a battle, a struggle between good and evil. We want to move from that mindset into seeing conflict as often being just differences of the way you're looking at things. It's actually part of a relationship that involves needs, values, perceptions. It's part of the events of an overall relationship that actually help clarify it. And it doesn't need to cause a relationship to, to be dissolved. It actually can be a situation to grow a relationship. So once we start thinking about conflict differently, we can actually utilize it for our benefit rather than for our detriment. That's what's really important for conflict in the long run. Now, we've covered the conflict cycle in the past, and it's, it's a nice little tool to consider. So if you want to see the conflict cycle, you can go into chapter 8, if I remember correctly. The, the idea of the conflict cycle is very good. And too often, people don't get to a resolution in the conflict cycle, and so it just stays as a cycle. It's constantly a conflict. It just keeps coming back up all the time. Is this something that you could review for me so I don't have to 
go find it, I can actually be in the moment with what you're telling me. Well, we certainly we can. In fact, uh, here's one thing that you can think about. The conflict st- cycle starts with tension. And once you have some tension, it goes into role dilemma. That's the second part of the cycle. It's, it's my fault or your fault. We go into blaming. Once you have the blaming, the third element is gathering injustices. I'm going to prove that you're the problem, not me. Once you gather the injustices, then you have a confrontation. You bring all of your data and confront the other person with it. Then it goes into what we call the adjusting phase. The adjusting phase is where you either win your argument and it gets resolved. Typically, that's not the way it works. Typically, it goes back, well, I'm not winning, so I've got more issues. And then I didn't gather enough information or it just goes dormant meaning I'm just out of here. Uh, Those are the ways that we typically involve conflict cycle. We stay in the cycle. We don't get it resolved. I was going to say, it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot of room for growth there. No, there isn't. Okay, I'll ask you about that again when we come back. You're listening to GreatRelationships.com. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. Great Thoughts for Great Relationships. Knowing and practicing this definition of love is the key to all good relationships. Love is seeking the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. Hello, this is Jim Leisher, founder of HOT, which stands for Honor Our Troops. Honor Our Troops began when I started sending care packages to my son who was serving in Afghanistan with the 501st Airborne. Chad told me about so many others that were not receiving anything in the mail by letter or care package from home. Since then, we have sent over 38,000 care packages to men and women serving in the armed forces around the globe. One story involves Sergeant David Perez, whose wife signed him up in one of our community outreach events. Here's David to tell you about it. Every time I received a care package from HOT, it was like Christmas for me and my soldiers. Receiving the package and the thank you and the support it represented boosted morale and opened a door to share the love of Christ. You can imagine the power of unconditional love. To learn more about sponsoring a corporate or community event, or if you would like to participate directly by sending a package, visit us online at www.hot-honorourtroops.com. You're listening to Great Relationships, Pursuing the Best in Work and Life and Love, and I hope winning as we discuss conflict <laughs> resolution. You were giving us the conflict cycle right before the break, if you'd review that. And again, that material can be found in Chapter 5 and Chapter 8. Right. The conflict cycle, we talk about it uh, because it is so important for us to understand. So let me review it very quickly again. You have tension created between two people. That leads to role dilemma or blaming, blaming each other, typically, which leads to each of you gathering injustices, trying to prove that you're right, which then leads to a confrontation, and that confrontation leads to an adjustment. So those are the five elements, tension, 
blaming or role dilemma, gathering injustice, confrontation, and adjustment. So once you have the confrontation and you have this concept of the adjustment, there's at least four options. And that was the part that I didn't help you really understand right before the break. You have four options when you come to that adjustment phase. If you stay in the cycle, what you're going to end up doing is you'll stay in the cycle for at least two reasons. One, your argument or your injustices aren't proof enough. So you basically have this tendency to go, well, I'm not winning, so I'm going to back away from this conflict. I'm just going to stay mad, and I'm going to go find some more evidence. So that's one thing. I'm going to go get some more evidence. The other way that you stay in the cycle is you may not be winning on this particular one, but you start bringing up other conflicts that haven't been resolved. So it follows the frame of I've got more issues with you. So uh, that's that's the way these arguments tend to go. Right. You have uh, you have a difficulty here and you try to help yourself win by bringing up something that you did have a good number of facts on. and You bring that one up, too. Is that what we consider everything in the kitchen sink? Yeah, that's right. You throw everything in there, and it just really makes it tense and, and ugly. At that so point now I can't resolve anything because I'm just... It's very difficult. You just stay into creating more tension, more blaming, more gathering injustice, more confrontation, and more adjustments. So you stay in the cycle primarily for those two reasons. I got more issues. I didn't gather enough stuff. Then what typically happens in the cycle is you basically just say, well, we're just going to have to agree to disagree or some form of that, maybe more ugly than that, along the line of, I'm just out of here. And that looks like resolution, but it actually is just tension that's dormant. So that's the conflict idea. It's almost like divorce. You didn't really resolve anything. You just separated or you just got away from each other. That is the third of the primary issues of adjustment. What we really want to go for is resolution. Which is the fourth. That is the fourth one. Okay, That's right. knowing what number four is, because I was waiting, I'm going to go back up the scale. So then how does this manifest maybe in marriage or at work? You know, at work, maybe I don't feel the freedom to actually discuss anything, so I just become a disgruntled employee on the lamb. That's what happens in any of those situations. It's going to fit the cycle in some form, and it's going to revolve around basically six different things that are what we call the ingredients of conflict. They're simply differences, meaning differences in culture, goals, desires, all sorts of things could fall into that category, differences. Power. I either want to define it the way that uh, it needs to be to fit me, or I want to determine how it's going to be used to benefit me. So differences and then power. The third one is needs. My needs are getting ignored. My needs are getting blocked. Uh, You're confused about my needs. I'm confused about my needs, or we're simply incompatible in the way we're looking at things. So that'd be the third category, needs. Fourth category is perceptions. We just have different perceptions about the way things are really working, different about ourselves, different about others, different about the situation. You know, there's some perceptions of threat. Uh, those, that's the fourth category. The fifth category is a huge category, feelings and emotions, how it feels, not how it is, uh, feelings that are expressed or feelings that are suppressed. That's going to be a, a big area for conflict. Then finally, values and principles. 
we have these values and principles. Sometimes the values are unclear for both parties. Uh, and sometimes we're assuming that it's a perception, but it's actually a values thing. And then sometimes we're assuming it's about uh, principles, but it's actually a perception thing or, or vice versa. I think I said that both ways. The uh, Notice how many things it can be uh, that can create a conflict. And what we're wanting to do is understand that all of these issues are ways that we will start thinking about conflict negatively. And we need to start thinking about conflict positively, constructively? How can we turn this into something that we can learn as opposed to hurt each other? And that's what we're going to help you consider as we go forward here. I think this is really difficult as I look at it because one of the first questions of mine is when somebody's talking to you in a business situation or even in a personal relationship, how many times do we think that our needs aren't being met or we're thinking it's a value or a principle that's been crossed, and it's actually a perception that's just simply not real. Absolutely. All six of those ingredients have multiple ways that they're going to show up. Uh, And literally, if you just go back to uh, go back to the definition that we used, any situation in which people's concerns appear to be incompatible. And it's going to show up in all six of those ways, differences, power, needs, perception, you know, uh, feelings and emotions and pre- uh, preferences or values and principles. It's going to show up in all those different ways. So then what do you say, and forgive me, this is going to sound really naive, but I couldn't be more sincere in the question. So what do you say about people that we've we've reached an impasse, mm-hmm. or they're simply not a match, right. or we have irreconcilable differences. And that would be where we would bring into play what we believe is a solution for every relationship to pursue their best anyway. That's what, what we're called to do. Uh, that doesn't mean that the conflict is resolved, but it can be resolved from your side. They may not have it resolved, but you can resolve it from your side by just choosing to pursue their best. Now, let's uh, take this conflict further and start understanding that not only do we need to understand some of the basics, it can be positive, but here's what I love about this one tool that we use in Conflict Resolve, the the workshop. We use a tool called the Thomas Kilman Indicator, or Conflict Styles Indicator, the TKI. Okay. Okay, and this is a tool we're working to get at the websites. Not there yet, but it may be there by the time this reaches you. Who knows? Yeah. But it's the TKI, and it's available at Great Relationships, grnumeralatelationships dot com, and also Great Leaders, yeah, grnumeralateladers dot com. I'm sorry. Yeah, so we, the TKI. TKI. The reason why I enjoy the TKI so much, not only because it helps us understand how to deal with conflict, but the way that they have looked at conflict fits the image of God. Now, that's powerful to me. That's what I really love about this. Huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, do they know that they're doing that? Probably not. I would be amazed if they, if they knew that. But here's the way that they have defined conflict in two scales. If you just think about a, a chart, you have a horizontal axis which is the, the uh, x-axis, and then you have the vertical axis, which is the y-axis. Okay, I've drawn an x and y-axis. Okay. Remember. On the horizontal axis, write cooperative. On the 
y-axis or vertical axis write assertive. Now just think about those two things. Assertiveness is powerful. Cooperative is relational. Now just think about that. That's the concept of the image of God. Power and relationship or separate and belonging, if you want to consider that. And that's how they define how we will typically approach conflict. We'll approach it in five styles, and we're either going to be more assertive in our style, or we're going to be more cooperative in our style, or we're going to be kind of in the middle. That's the way we typically approach it. That X and Y axis, that little chart, brings up the five styles that we can be talking about here right after the break. Okay, and we'll look forward to talking about the five styles again. That's the TKI you can find at our website. As always, greatrelationships.com, grnumeratelationships.com, or the other great leaders, grnumerateladers.com. We'll be back right after this. Great quotes for great relationships. That woman was taken from man no more implies the inferiority of woman to man than the taking of man from the ground implies the inferiority of man to the ground. Nor does the term helper connote subordination. Dr. Eugene Merrill. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. Relationships can be great. And not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-numeral-8-relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You're listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work and life and love. And right before the break, you were giving me five styles. Five styles, that's right. And go back to the way that that's measured. It's measured on a chart that has assertiveness and cooperativeness. That's how we are thinking about these two dimensions of conflict. Now, what happens is if you're out on the cooperative scale, you're trying to satisfy other people's concerns. So you're, can't we all just get along relational? That's the approach that you're going to be taking if you're moving more on the cooperative side. If you're more on the assertive side, you're basically trying to satisfy your concerns. And it's my way or the highway. Powerful. And remember, we said that we love this particular assessment because it is in line with the image of God. God is powerful and he's relational. He's separate and he's belonging. So hint, hint, if you haven't been to the website and gone through some of the early material in our design, you want to look at that. Herman, forgive me, time short. We really can't get into all five. So would you do it next time? And can you at least 
walk me through them quickly. Each one of us will use one of these five styles because it is the way we've developed or the way we've grown and we've seen that it works for us. We want you to understand that each and every one of these five styles is appropriate. You need to become skillful in all five because each style is dependent upon a situation. Each style is not necessarily good for every situation. So you need to be understanding that all five of these styles are good. And some of the words that we're going to use with each one of these styles will not appear to be the best. In fact, you're going to hear one of the styles and you're going to be like, well, that's the one we need to be using most often. Well, we're going to tell you next time that there's some real downsides to even the ones that sound positive. Here's what we want to consider. You have five possible styles that will fit within this framework. You have at the bottom left-hand side of this scale, you're going to have avoiding. And avoiding, of course, is not cooperative and it's not assertive. We are bypassing this conflict. We're trying to act like it's not there or we're purposely moving it away from dealing with it. That's the concept of avoiding. So that would be in the bottom left-hand side of this scale. Then you have, if you move up the assertive scale on the left-hand side, put a box or a word in the top left, competing. That's where you were talking about earlier, right? It's all about winning. Well, yes. Yes, that's right. And that is a style that is an effective style. That is a style that we may even tend to overuse. Okay, so why do we even need the other three? We're here, right? <laughs> at the bottom is avoiding, you lose. And at the top is competing, I win. Well, actually, avoiding is lose-lose. Neither one of you win because nothing's being done. Competing is all about me winning, you losing, then go to the middle of the chart and write compromise. So it's midsection on the chart, compromise. It is, again, in the win-lose scenario, compromise is. We'll talk about that next time. And then go to the bottom right of the chart and write accommodate. Still on the win-lose line, but it's you win, I lose. Just like competing is I win, you lose, uh, accommodating is you win, I lose. I'm accommodating your desires. Then go to the upper right of the scale and write collaborate. So you end up with five different conflict styles or conflict handling styles. Avoiding, bottom left, upper left, competing, middle, compromise, bottom right, accommodate, upper right, collaborate. Those are the five styles that you will typically end up using in any conflict-associated situation. Now, what this wonderful test does is it gets you to answer a number of questions related to a variety of different scenarios, and it helps you understand which one of those you tend to overuse appropriately use or underuse. And I'll tell you my scores next time once we get together <laughs> to help you understand what's going on with me. Okay, this is pretty cool, and I've just got to ask you. So out of this, the TKI calls it assertive and cooperative, the XY. Right. And we're saying that it's actually power 
and relationship or relational, which reflects God's image. Yeah. So this chart is really showing design, development, and maybe our values. It could, but it also will show development because what is going to happen, just like we do with the image of God, we distort it. We don't practice it in its proper proportion. We tend to distort it and operate only on the power side or only on the relational side on situations that don't call for those things. Okay, so my one thing other than I definitely need to commit to come back next time is? Consider that conflict is not always negative. We can look at conflict and grow and help it cause a development, be constructive in our life rather than destructive. That is so important. Start looking at a conflict as a learning situation as opposed to a winning situation. Great relationships pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. How's your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings, too. Why, just yesterday, I found a $100 bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree, and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich Maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Have you ever had days like this? (laughs) Neither have we. That's why we recommend great relationships. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others. Kindly, patiently, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.